Well, good morning. How's everyone doing today? Good. Hey, I am so honored to be here. My name is Ginger Zupan. I'm the director of ministries here. I'm Brady's assistant. And today is a very special day for me because it's Mother's Day. And I have my grandmother and my mom and my beautiful daughter here with me. So it's just extra special for me. So happy Mother's Day to all of you mothers out there. And I'm just here just to kind of share a little bit about what um, becoming a mom has taught me. Not only about myself, but about my mother and my grandmother, but also about um, God's love for me. Um, The last 17 years, I have learned so much um, from being a mom. Practical things like, first with the earliest one, was not only pack extra clothes for the baby, but also for myself. Because the minute you put on a nice shirt or a dark color shirt, you'll feel that warm ooze down the back of your shoulder. You guys know what I'm talking about? I know you do. (laughs) She's got a black shirt on today. (laughs) But also I learned, like, to pick my battles. You know, how clean does the room have to be? Um, How many holes does she need to have in her jeans? But also, like, carf. Does anybody know what carf is? It's in the car barfing. You don't try to clean that up. After two hours of being stuck in traffic in Chicago downtown, we just pulled over to the closest Walmart, threw the car seat in the trash can, and went inside and bought a new one. (laughs) But those are the practical things I learned. But honestly, beyond that, I know the day that I married my husband, I knew I loved him. And I didn't think I could love him anymore, but then I watched him become a dad. And I'm not going to cry today. (laughs) But also now I can appreciate all the times my mother and my grandma here worried about me, loved me, and they did everything they could, and they still are, throughout my life just to help me. And I just can appreciate that so much more. I knew growing up, growing up um, people would tell me about God's unconditional love, and he's this loving father, but my brain could not understand that. Because growing up in Catholic schools, I heard about the wrath of God and the fear of God. And, you know, and if I do this, I'm going to go to hell. If I don't do this, I'm going to go to hell. So to picture him as this unconditional loving father and seeing the love from my own family, I couldn't figure out how to put that together. And my brain just would not combine those. I just could not grasp it. Like, how many times can I mess up before he's not going to love me? Or how many times am I going to fail before I'm not good enough? And so those were hard things. I knew growing up, growing up that my parents loved me. Um, I didn't have a fear of them. I didn't do things out of fear of my parents. I wasn't afraid to get in trouble. I wasn't afraid to do things because they were going to yell at me. I did things because I wanted them to be proud. And I wanted them to um, not be disappointed in me. I knew they loved me. I understood that love. And that was a concept that I got. And then I met my husband. And that was a whole other different kind of love that I had to figure out. I mean, I was crazy for him. I wanted to spend all my time with him. He was like my partner, my soulmate. And I understood that. I can't imagine my life without him. So those kind of loves made sense to me. But then, 17 years ago, on this cold, rainy night at the hospital, I was handed this beautiful seven-pound, two-ounce, blue-eyed girl, and my heart exploded, exploded. In that one instant, I'm like, bam, I got it. I know what this unconditional love is. There's nothing, nothing this girl could do that make me ever stop loving her. I can get upset, I could be, you know, disappointed in a moment, but I am never going to stop loving her. I'm going to pick her up every time and love on her. So that, I understood sacrifice from that point. I mean, I knew becoming a mom was hard work. I didn't have sleep, you know, I was stressed. I had so much fear in my life that I never felt. But the love and the joy that she brought into my life outweighed all that. She taught me that I had so much more than just what I thought was just love. Just 
beyond what I could comprehend. So this has also taught me how God has loved me. As a child of God, who I am, this has taught me how, I, how much I love my child. God loves me even more than that, if I can even grasp that idea. And once I heard this lady telling me this story, and it gave me just this beautiful visualization of this love. So think about when you uh, teach a child to walk. Do you just plop this baby on the floor and be like, go for it? No, you don't. You hold them up until they're strong enough, their bones are strong, their muscles are strong to carry their own weight. And you grab them by their little fingers and you walk them along. But eventually you have to let go because they've got to learn it on their own, right? And so you let go a little bit and they fall. And sometimes they cry and sometimes they hurt. So you just leave them there and you're like, well, you're not going to be able to walk. See ya and walk off. No. No, no, nobody would do that. So we pick them back up, we give them a hug, we tell them we love them, give them a kiss, kiss their boo-boos away, and we hold them back up, and we tell them to teach those first two steps again. And so how many times do we do this? Once, twice? No. God doesn't do that to us either. It's as many times as it takes. You know, we pick up that baby, we tell them we love them, stand them back up, guide them through those first few steps, and eventually they're running around on their own. Sometimes they still fall, and still times they need their mama to kiss them and tell them they love them, pick them back up. That's how God's love is for us. And that's how it was just, it blew my mind once I was able to realize that. He, um, no matter how many times we rebel or push away or go down the wrong path, he's there, he's going to kiss us, he's going to hug us, and he's going to set us up right back up on our feet and send us on our way. So today, Mom, I want to thank you for being consistent in my life, even when I wasn't. Because believe it or not, my mom and I fought a lot when I was a teenager. I was a teenage girl with an extremely sassy mouth. <laughs> so thank you for worrying about me when I told you not to. And thank you for unconditionally loving me, all of you, um, when I didn't even understand what that meant. And my dearest Morgan, thank you for being my teacher for bringing so much love and joy into my heart and expanding my understanding of what love is. And I just pray every day that you'll not only understand my love for you, but God's love for you. And that's what I pray for you each and every day. And so today I want to challenge all of you to realize that God loves you like this. So does your mother, <laughs> but so does God, and he's not going to give up on you. He's going to set you back on your feet. He's going to make your strong, make your legs strong, and show you the path to walk on, no matter how many times it takes. Our earthly moms are not perfect, but it's okay because our Father is, always, and he will fill in any of the gaps that might be missing. He's there with open arms and absolute unconditional love. So as Pastor Brady comes on up to finish out the day, I want to um, encourage everyone here, all the mothers in your life, I just... There is a great blessing in the Bible, and there's no other way you can bless them better than this. And this comes straight from Proverbs 31. I want to read that to you. It says, Her children will arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. So happy Mother's Day, you guys. Thank you. Well, good morning. I was worried um, a little bit about 
Ginger crying through that, and said it was me back there crying as she was, as she was speaking. Um, what a beautiful, what a beautiful blessing. I want to ask you if you are a mom. I'm going to have you stand up where you're at. All right, don't be afraid. I'll all these beautiful, beautiful moms in. Some of you are very new moms. Now, there are going to be some young people that are going to go around. They're going to pass. They're going to give you a gift today. All right, go ahead and, and start if you want. Good. Yeah, and keep, keep standing, if you will, once you get your card. And once everyone has, has a card, I'm going, to, I'm going to pray. But I want to make sure that every mother has somebody standing next to them. So I want you to look around church, and if you see someone that doesn't have someone standing next to them, I want you to make sure that you go stand next to them, and we're going to pray a blessing over them. And so just look around and see. I am very blessed. Mom, raise your hand. This is my mom. She's here uh, with me today, someone asked if there's a little extra pressure in my sermon <laughs> preparation this week, and uh, no, because my mom has seen me at the worst of times and at the best of times, so she's my, she is my biggest fan, and uh, she's the one that's been there the longest, for sure. I was thinking about, um, do what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The... Um, I wonder sometimes if we think, who's been the mom the longest? Fran probably wins the prize, because she's, unless someone's a little older than in their 90s, which by the way, she's an amazing woman. She, she, she inspires me every time I see her. We can clap for her, that's right, amen. And then we probably have someone in the crowd who's the youngest mother. I don't know who that would be, but that's, and then we got all, all the ages in between. Does everyone have, everyone have a card as they're passing them? All right, so everyone has someone standing next to them, right? Okay, just place your hand on their shoulder. And I want to pray, I'm going to pray this prayer. I, I, had, uh, I had found this online, but I'm going to pray these, these words. And the, this gift that we have, we have given you today is going to, um, going to actually have a, a special meaning because next month when we celebrate our one-year anniversary, you'll have the opportunity to use this gift where we're going to celebrate the anniversary at. So it's, a really, uh, it's really neat that we're able to do that. And it's a blessing to you. So thank you for blessing, blessing us. So just pray with me. So Father, from the moment of our conception, we are forever connected to our mothers. She starts out as our lifeline. And after we're born remains a constant source of life-giving love. Our mothers are there to cheer us on. They are there to wipe our tears. Our moms reach out to us even when we try to pull away. Our mothers love us with an enduring love that transcends difficult circumstances. She is the one who is willing to sacrifice everything for our own good. And Father, no matter where life takes us, our mother's love and dedication continues to influence us. She impacts our lives until the day that we, either she goes to be with you, Lord, or we go to be with you. And Father, at this particular moment, I speak blessing over these moms. God, I am, I'm, I just, I understand that sometimes there's some pain that comes with being a mother. Sometimes there, there comes some pain of, of being mothered. <laughs> Lord, I understand that. 
So God, I pray that your love would heal all wounds today when it comes to this particular subject. I pray that we would just, just be, enjoy this moment of being in your house, being in your presence, God. And thank you for moms. Thank you for their, their, their willingness to give and to sacrifice. And thank you, Jesus, that you modeled sacrifice and love for all of us to learn from. And we pray that would be the thing that carries us from this day forward. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So I went to social media for a little bit of, a little bit of help with my sermon this morning. And I asked this question, or just asked people to, to complete this phrase, and a lot of you did. Over 82 comments came, came through, so lots of material. A lot of similar ones. I'm not obviously going to share all of them. I'm going to share a baker's dozen with you today of the comments that I received from this, this question or this comment. Re- complete this phrase, my mom is. And I, was tr- I really tried to be clear about, I want you to be nice but honest about this. Because, because I know that for some, this is a painful subject. Not as much as it would be on Father's Day. Let's just be honest about that. Most people have a better relationship with their moms than they do their dads. I don't know why that is, but it's just, it's just true. I, just, I see it. I've seen it in youth ministry settings for all the years that I've been in ministry. It just seems like moms are more of a constant, consistent presence in a child's life. Maybe it is because they were connected to their mother literally at one particular point. That would be my guess. There's a connection there, a bonding there that is, that is second to none. But even with that, there still can be some struggles. And I get it. I mean, we live in a broken world, and so it's not always a perfect scenario. So I just want you to be aware of that. I also want to know, you guys to know that there might be someone here today that says, I want to be a mom so bad, but I haven't been able to conceive yet. And I'm wanting to, and I'm trying, and I'm wrestling with that. We have a good friend of ours that watched her sister have a baby out of wedlock, and she was longing for years to have a child. And her sister was, gave birth to this beautiful little girl, and everybody was doting over her, and she's sitting there trying not to be resentful the whole, the whole time. And just about two months ago, I think it was, she announced to us that God has blessed her, and she's having twins. So it's like a double portion <laughs> of blessing. Bless her heart. <laughs> Someone needs to pray for it. Anybody have twins? Any twins in the room? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you are twins, so you know how that goes for sure. All right, so I asked this question. My mom is first response within seconds with Jesus. My mom is not with us any longer. She's my guardian angel. Maybe, maybe that is you today. Maybe your mom is no longer with you. Several responses was, my mom is with me physically, but she left us a long time ago because of Alzheimer's. And that's a, that's a, that's a struggle. You know, it, would it be easier if your mom was already gone physically too? But she's there, but she's, some, she's not really there, and the struggle that goes along with that. So maybe you're here today and you say, my mom is no longer with me for whatever reason. It might not be because of death. It could be for some other reason. You'd love to talk to her maybe one more time. Maybe if you could ask for some advice. Maybe if you could ask for forgiveness. 
maybe you could offer her the forgiveness that she needs. Here's what I want you to do. If that's you, and you don't have an opportunity to communicate with your mom, before you and the Lord, write her a letter. You don't have to share it with anybody. Just write her a letter. Pour out how you really, truly feel on a piece of paper and keep it somewhere. But don't let that go unspoken. Now, as a matter of fact, if you do have someone that you feel like you can confide in and trust, talk to them about it. Share, share with them how you feel. My inspiration, this was the next one, the person I want to be like, a blessing, she's a gift from God, my best friend, loving and giving, resourceful and tenacious, strong and unyielding. I heard this quote once, the most dangerous place in the world is the space between a mother and her child. Think about it. I know Ginger's heart for her little girl. (laughs) You mess with her little girl, you're in trouble. There is nobody else on earth that could hurt you more <laughs> than her mother, you know. And it, there's a lot of moms like that. My mom's like that. You don't mess with my kids, you know. You can talk trash about me, that's fine. But you talk bad about my kids, we're going to throw down, all right. My mom was small, but she was mighty. Um, always happy. Uh, several people. She's my encouragement. My traveling partner. I thought that was cool that they spend time together and they go places and they do things together. My comforter, no matter how old I am, this person said, my mom, this this lady actually said this, her husband passed away and it was her mother that cuddled her in her arms as she wept about the death of her husband. My mom was my comforter. My everything. My mom's the glue that holds our family together. And then the, the third one, and this was from a young man that I watched him lose his mom to death. And uh, she's my heart. She's the thing that beats inside of me, makes me who I am today. When you come to church, do you like to hear the truth? <laughs> You'd hope so, right? You know, no, no, tell us something. Just lie to us, Pastor. <laughs> like, just tell us, make us all feel good. You know, do you want to hear the truth? I hope so. I hope, that, I hope that you come to church because you want to hear the truth. Because, because Ginger shares some an incredible truth about God's love, and we need, obviously we need to hear that. And so I want to share with you a few things that are true today when it comes to, comes to this whole subject of moms. And, and here's the deal. Here's the truth. I'm not one. All right? I'm not a mom, so I really don't fully comprehend how your brain works. I just don't because I'm not. I'm a dad, and it's different. And that's okay. That's the truth. It's okay. It's okay that we're different. Praise God that we are. Okay, here's the truth. We all have one. We all have a mother. You wouldn't be here if you didn't have one. Right? Correct? Can you all agree to that? Right? That's true. Absolute truth. All, it's, for, it's the truth for all people, all places, and all times. We all have one. Some moms only give birth to their children but can't or don't raise them. That's the truth. Some moms are no longer with us, and we've already talked about that. Some want to be moms, but can't. Um, Some moms are stepmoms, and that's a whole nother world. Some moms are adopted moms. They've adopted children, and that's a whole nother world too. Not everyone has a great relationship with their mom. I would like to say that was true. I wish it was true that everyone had a close personal, intimate relationship with their mother. 
Um, but we don't, we don't live in that perfect world. Here's an honest response that I got from, this, from my uh, search on social media. Here, here it goes, she said. This is a gentle honesty. This was from a lady that her husband was a youth pastor friend of mine for years until they moved. She goes, for some reason, my mom struggled with mothering. She tried with what she knew. No one is perfect, but her struggles carried along lifelong issues for those who loved her. I loved her. I thanked her for many things God taught me through her. I forgave her for all, all of a struggling mom, she said. Surround yourself with women of God who can be honest with you and let them be honest with you. To me, that is true mothering, learning as we go, teaching our kids to learn as well. God redeems all things for his glory, and he did. He taught me many things, even through my mom's struggles, and I will one day see her in glory. So if that's you this morning and you say, it hasn't been easy, there's been some hard times, what is God teaching you through those moments? What can he teach you through those moments? Imagine he can teach you all kinds of things if we would listen. Here's the truth, and I, I made this one up on my own as I was, we were driving yesterday. We get most of our good habits from our moms. <laughs> What's the opposite end of that story? Most of our bad habits from our dads. Can I get an amen? <laughs> we know that's true. Let's just keep it real, all right? Um, I asked some mothers, I said, if you could preach on Mother's Day, what would you preach about? Well, the first one is a pastor's wife, and she said, I wouldn't preach all of Proverbs 31 because what mom can live up to that? Because if you read about that woman in Proverbs 31, she's incredible. She raises the bar pretty high. You know, she sets the standard. And we don't want moms walking away saying, I am a complete failure compared to this woman. Instead, I would rather you walk away like, man, I've got something to shoot for, and there's still time left because I'm still breathing. So this woman, she said, she shared that and she said, mommy meltdowns are real, but you're not alone because all mommies have them. <laughs> Any moms in the room have a mommy meltdown? <laughs> you know, the amen, got an amen. Everybody's, you need some, like a little support group, everybody get together, just huddle up right here. Oh, it's awesome watching all the women gather around Ginger before service to pray for her. Man, that's, we all need that, right? We all need to be in the middle of that. Moms worry a lot. This is some truth. Moms worry a lot. Can I get an amen on that? And they're always busy making sure everybody else's needs are met. I remember being younger, um, I, I was thinking to myself, now I know where my mom gets it because my grandma was up just busy all the time, just nervous busyness. Oh, she's always had to be doing something. Not so much anymore because she's, she, um, she's, she's older, obviously, so she's slowed down a little bit. But that's my mom. My mom never sits down. Well, she's sitting down right now, praise the Lord. But she's busy all the time. Like, always have to make, I'm always mothering. You're always in that mothering mode. It's something that you're just, just given to you and you can't get away from it. Moms feel discouragement for past failures. But here's some good news. When it comes to your kids, maybe failures with your kids, God is working in your kid's life right now whether you have anything to do with it or not. God knows exactly what your kids need. He knit them together in you. He knows it. He gets it. He, he designed them. Here's the truth, ladies. You don't have to fix your kids. That's God's job. 
You can model for them. You can give examples. You can love them, teach them. You can lift them up when they fall down. But you don't have to fix them. God is in that business. And he's, he's working at it harder than you are, I promise. And maybe, maybe the truth is some of us need to pull back a little bit. Especially as our kids get a little bit older. And let them fall. Let them get hurt a little bit. Let them get up and come and ask for a little bit of that love and that attention. That's hard to do. I get it. The greatest gift, here's the truth, the greatest gift that you can give your kids is to pray for them. Fight for your kids on your knees. I want to share a passage of Scripture from you, for you. I want to have you turn to Luke chapter 10. All right, so if you have a Bible with you, turn to Luke chapter 10. If you get a signal in here, you could use your phone on your, your, or your Bible on your phone. So Luke chapter 10, go to verse number 38. We got it? Everyone have it? So Jesus and his disciples are traveling, they're, they're going around, they're doing ministry, they're, they're blessing people, they're teaching, Jesus is teaching. He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister named Mary. Martha and Mary are the same two ladies that you would find in John chapter 11 when Jesus raises their brother Lazarus from the dead. So if you looked in that story, you'd see a, a different, kind of a different scenario going on. But at this particular time, it was a little less stress involved in, in their, their gathering. And Jesus spent a lot of time with this family. And they were together. And um, Martha had this sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he had said. Okay? So here's a little Bible study uh, exercise for you. Okay, so far, who's in this story? Well, who are the characters in the story? Shout them out. Mary, Martha, and who? Jesus. All right. Jesus is always like got his nose in everybody's business. I don't know. He's always in the Bible. He's everywhere. That's good though. Oh, wait. Who else was there? We missed some people. Yes, his disciples. So that's interesting. They're kind of like, you wonder, to me, I always think about the disciples. They're always like sitting around with each other, probably going like, dude, what is he going to do next? This is going to be, something's going to happen here. Like Jesus, he's going to teach a lesson here. We really need to be paying attention. Which, by the way, that's, that's a lesson for all of us every day. Like he's always teaching us a lesson and we need to be listening. So kids, your mom is always trying to teach you something. You need to pay attention, all right? You need to listen. So you have disciples, you have Jesus, you have Mar- Martha and Mary. And what was Mary doing? She's sitting at his feet, okay? She's sitting at his feet. But Martha was distracted by all of the preparations that had to be made. And she came to him, she came to Jesus and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha. This is Jesus speaking. The Lord answered, 
You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be be taken away from her. So it wasn't the fact that Mary wasn't helping at some point because it said that she left Martha, so she must have been making preparations. But when Jesus arrived, Mary said, I have a choice to make. I can keep being busy and working and trying to do all this stuff, or I can choose what is better and go sit at the feet of Jesus and listen to his teaching. And that's what she chose. It wasn't that Mary didn't work or wasn't busy and wasn't preparing. And I I want you mothers to hear this especially. Listen, it's okay sometimes. Matter of fact, it's probably better than okay. At some point, just stop and sit down at Jesus' feet and listen. Because I promise you, when you do that, you're going to be a lot better at all the other activities that you're involved in later on that day. Or later, whenever it is that you take that moment to just stop and listen. Now, this is not just a word for the ladies. It's a word for the guys, too. But today we're speaking to moms because I I know, I get it. A lot of times, moms are like Martha. And they're busy. And they feel feel like they have to be to keep everything going. Does it feel like a juggling act sometimes, moms, where you're like spinning plates? You know, like they're spinning on your foot and your fingers and on your head and you're trying to keep it all going? You know, there was a cartoon. There was a cartoon on Facebook where... The, um, the, uh, on one side of the cartoon, the guy's getting, they're getting ready to go out for a date. Well, the guy's taking a shower by himself and spending all kinds of time getting ready, combing his hair, picking out his outfit. And the whole time, while the mom is trying to get ready too, she's dealing with two like kids running all over the place trying to get him fed and whatever. And he comes downstairs, well, why aren't you ready? Well, it's like, duh, because <laughs> she's busy doing all the, all the other stuff. You're up there by yourself. That's typically how it works. Here's a, here's a clue. If you are kind of like Martha and you're worried and upset about many things, I want to encourage you with something. That kind of anxiety starts to fade away as your faith starts to increase. Think about it. Anxiety lessens as faith increases. And so when you... Even if it means, and, and, and God forbid for some of you, because I know some of you have to get up pretty early because your baby just mandates it, <laughs> 5 a.m. feedings and all the other. So even at that particular point, I know you're good at multitasking. Use that as an opportunity to sit at his feet. Listen to what Jesus has to say. Listen to him kind of wash away some of your frustration because of how you feel like you failed your kids. Or you haven't been the mom that you want to be or the wife that you want to be. Like, listen to Jesus tell you the truth about who you really are and how he really sees you. I promise you, that will make a difference. You're hard on yourself, ladies. You're so hard on yourself. And I love that Proverbs 31 passage that Ginger read. It says her children arise and call her blessed, but it also says so does her husband. So guys, this is where you play your role. Help. Do your part. Do more of your part. <laughs> or a part or something. But arise and, and call her blessed. And I promise you guys, I'm challenging myself right now as I speak. I love how Jesus said, 
A few things are only needed, or really only one. And Mary has chosen what is better. So I I want you ladies to experience better today. Choose what is better. Not that what you've been doing is is bad, because it's not bad. But I want you to choose better today. Because better is always better, right? Yeah, makes sense, doesn't it? It's not too late to change. Because if you feel like, you know what, I, I feel like for so long I've blown it. But it's not too late to change. If you hear my voice, there's still time. And so I want to I finish with this. I want to ask a few questions. What do you need from God right now? Think about that. Think about that in your mind. What do you need? And as a pastor, I could give all kinds of examples of things that you need, but I'm not going to do that this morning because I want it to be between you and him. What do you need? When it comes to being a mom, when it comes to being a dad, or when it comes to being a, a, a kid, and we'll get, we'll get to you in just a second. Moms, if you can communicate with your children, if they're old enough to, to get this, I want you to ask your kids what they need from you right now. Now, kids, if you're old enough to understand what I'm saying this morning, that doesn't mean ask for material things. Okay? Because you know what? Here's here's the amazing thing. In all the things people are talking about their moms, only one comment out of 82 had anything to do with any kind of a physical characteristic or or stuff. It had nothing to do with, with what they looked like or how they dressed or what they physically, like all the material things that they gave them. Nothing about that. Isn't that interesting? So kids, you don't need more stuff from your parents. I promise you, you don't. But what do you need from your mom? Now that could be something like, I just need you to listen to me. Or I need, maybe I need you to, I need to hear you say that you love me. Because I know you love me, I see it. But you know what? I don't get tired of my mom saying that she loves me. I like to hear it. My mom resisted text messaging for so long. She's finally given in. She Snapchats now too, which is pretty sweet. She's got me on that one. I don't even don't know anything about it. All I know is driving down the road, I see my teenage girls constantly doing this. I'm like, what are you doing? They do that and then they type. They do that and then they type. It's like, it's crazy. Anyway, I guess that's my mom. That's what my mom does. She resisted text message you know why because she goes I still want to hear your voice and it is something when you hear, hear someone say to you I love you as opposed to them text messaging which you can do you should do both so moms ask your kids what they need from you right now and now kids kids raise your, hand, raise your hands if you're a kid in the room wave them up like just wave them in the air like you just don't care that's right it's a college girl am I a kid am I an adult I don't know I'm struggling right in the middle to your mom you're still a kid Matter of fact, to my mom, I'm still a kid, all right? Kids, ask your mom what she needs from you right now. You hear me on that, kids? Go to your mom. This is the best gift you can give them. Say, what do you need from me right now? And if she says, I just need you to clean your room, then go clean your room today. 
Not tomorrow. Not next week. <laughs> Amen. We got to clap. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> exactly. That's always a big deal in my house, as you can tell, because I bring that up quite often. So far, no results. But anyway, ask your mom what she needs from you right now. And then if it's within your power, then do it. Even if it's uncomfortable. Even if it means you humbling yourself. Because you know what? When you ask God what he needs from you right now, <laughs> could be uncomfortable. could be a challenge. So let me pray for you, and the worship team's going to come back up and play a song. So every Sunday morning, Father, we come into this, this place, and not just on Sunday morning, we can, we can obviously come before you any day of the week at any time. And God, I pray that we today would realize that the thing God wants from us right now is to choose the better thing. And God, all of the stuff that we get caught up in just in living this life, which I get it, it's necessary, God. We have to, there's certain things we just have to do because we're humans and that's, that's the way life is. But, but God, there are a lot of things that we can just place, kind of push aside right now in our life and, and choose to sit at your feet. God, I pray for moms that they would come and they would sit at your feet and they would hear, hear well done, good and faithful servant instead of you're a failure. For, pray for moms that, that their kids have rebelled and have walked away and maybe have said hurtful things to them. God, I pray that moms would hear Jesus' voice and what he would speak over them. All of the lies that these, these moms have believed today, God, I pray that you would replace it with truth because truth brings freedom, Lord. I pray for, for those who have maybe said hurtful things to their mothers and, and they've pulled away and rebelled and, and they need you to forgive them. They need your love and your grace and mercy in their life. And they, maybe they need an opportunity. God, I pray for reconciliation in, in relationships right now between children and mothers and opportunities just to, to build relationships. And you might, you might be here this morning and you think, you know what, Brady, you don't, you don't get it, you don't understand, you don't know what all the pain that's there. You know what, you're right, I don't, but God does. Jesus knows. Jesus knows rejection. And he can, he can understand with you. And maybe, maybe if that's you this morning, uh, Father, I pray that they would find someone they can talk to about that. And they can, they, can, they can maybe extend their hand one more time to their mom. And I pray for the mothers that are out there that need to soften their hearts toward their children and just, just receive that hand pray for, for restoration, God, that you are a God of restoration. You want to restore things. That's your, that's your desire, Lord, and I ask that you would do that right now. I thank you for moms and their, their sacrifice. Literally, from the minute we are conceived, they're giving. Sometimes, maybe it feels thankless. But God, I pray that their hearts would be full today and that they'd be thankful, Father, for all that you have done and all that you're going to do from this moment forward. We praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you, if you say, man, I would love for somebody to pray with me today, 
here's what you would do. You would just come forward and other people that are in the crowd, if you say, you know, I feel compelled to go and pray with that person, then you come and pray. That's what we do in church. We pray for each other. It's normal. It's okay. It's perfectly acceptable in this setting. Um, and so I want to offer that to you today. Just come and I'll pray with you. Um, there's some other people on our core team that will come. Other people in this room who love to pray, they'll come and pray with you. You won't, I promise you, somebody will pray with you if you come. If that's you this morning, during the song, go ahead and come. So again, thank you so much for being here this morning. And I uh, just want you to know that uh, God's grace is sufficient in all areas of our life. No matter where we failed, um, and it's not all about failure. There's a, there's a lot of successes, too, in our, in our lives, and, and your children are blessed. And, and I know this can be like a day that is, that's got some pain in it. But also, uh, if you allow God to reach into that pain and replace it with joy, uh, it just changes everything. And so I want to encourage you to do that today. Be blessed. Bless your mothers. If you have an opportunity to speak to your mom today, tell her you love her. Tell her you're sorry if you need to. Like, you know what? Be the first person to take that step. Maybe again for the hundredth time. I don't know. Um, my mom, mom and I's relationship is good. It hasn't always been perfect. There's, we've had to have some hard conversations. I had to, sometimes when the pastor has to be the pastor to their mom, that, that's hard sometimes, you know. But, um, but the thing is, this, the thing that's made it good and consistent is, is, the, is Jesus. Because we've always had Christ in our, in our family and that, that changes everything. It just changes everything. So if you're a young mother or an old, older mother, it doesn't matter. Just let Jesus be the center. Sit at his feet today and hear from him. And so be blessed today as you go. Uh, have an opportunity to, to love on each other. Bless your kids. Hug them a little tighter today. If you are a guest with us, make sure you fill out one of those cards. Drop it in the offering basket on your way out the door. Thank you for coming. And we'll see you next week. If you have a baby dedication you want to do next week, let us know for sure. And that way we can get, uh, get that squared away and get it on the docket. If you're a graduate, high school graduate, uh, let us know if you're going to be here next week. Uh, we're going to recognize graduates. Uh, babies coming in and graduates going out. So it's going to be exciting. So bless you guys. Have a great day. Thank you.